This week's podcast is brought to us once again by you. Want to thank everyone that's been on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash three legs four wheels and pledged and donated money. Every penny that you donate goes straight into the podcast. It pays for microphones, software, you know the drill. Basically everything that keeps this thing ticking over. Also, just want to throw in a quick apology before the show starts. We had a bit of microphone problems this week with Chris's microphone. It was either not turned on or pointing the wrong way or he didn't want to talk into it. So if it sounds a little echoey, it's just a one-off. I've done the best job that I can to get it working and you should be able to hear everything all right. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Chris. Lee, Lee, this time. <laughs> Lee, are you sure you're here? Yeah, definitely. This definitely isn't take two, and I definitely didn't not arm my own track. You should have heard some of the quality material we came up with in the, those first five minutes. I'm so. It was okay. It was two and a half. Oh, that's Dan's it. not here. Dan's not here. Dan's Dan's off being a secret agent. Yeah. I know. I, I can't. You're not going to do it. I this can't time. sing this time. Sorry. Mm, first take only. Yeah. What a British Grand Prix. It was amazing. It was amazing. Two two great races in a row following the real horrible, flatulent French Grand Prix, which was awful. And as I tweeted tweeted on Sunday during the race, um, most of you probably didn't see this, but two great races on two circuits that weren't designed by Herman Tilke classic range isn't it classic race circuits as well I mean I know Paul Ricard the classic race circuit but it was not remodelled mm. by Tilke and crew I've got Four a horrible I've got a horrible feeling it might have been yeah not only a classic race on Sil- uh, the Silverstone circuit but classic race after they tried to wreck bits of it yeah yeah <laughs> um, but uh, the um, the Red Bull ring, okay, it's only been on the on the calendar for the last few years, but it was the A1 ring from the sort of like late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. wasn't it? Before that, it was the Österreich ring, going yep. way back, and it was uh, a popular race circuit in the 70s and 80s. So Hellishly dangerous. Oh, yeah, super. Mm. But, As they all were back then. Yeah, but the um, it's, it's really good to see two really good Formula 1 races in a row. Um, some drivers lost out more than others, but it's the way it goes. Yeah, I would, I would say that. It's the, what? It's kind of the way the sport falls. I mean, it was, it was kind of unpredictable going into it as well because nobody knew how this new tarmac was going to, gonna perform. And they all struggled, didn't they? Friday, Saturday, especially with the rain on Saturday and the wind on Friday. That was taking, that was taking a lot of drivers off on corners because. Yeah. Um, I think it was like 40 mile an hour gusts in some places. Yeah, I, I, how, how much wind was in the pit lane? <laughs> Must have been quite a lot. Yeah. Roman Grosjean. Hmm. I, how, how do you describe something like that? Apart from, I didn't know the tyres were curled. Which is, <laughs> come on, right? It is strange. You, you just left your garage. You're going uphill and to the right. Don't nail the throttle at your first Do, do you know what the crazy thing is? I bet it's something that's so unbelievably easy to do in a Formula One car, what he did. 
Probably is, It's yeah. just unfortunate it was Roman Grosjean that did it. Mm. You know, if it would have been um, Lewis or Bottas, people would have gone, that's ridiculous. How did someone do that? And then instantly forgotten about it. Yeah. But, yeah, not Grosjean. Is he gone? Do we think he has to be this time? Well, we may as well start the the proceedings of the review with Haas because they were the worst team, worst performing team of the race. Effectively mm. ended both of their races, lap one, turn five. Yeah. Four, four turns later than we thought. Mm. Uh, is Grosjean gone? I think Grosjean might be gone, but we had a little chat pre-pod, and I, I agree with Lee. I don't think he's wholly to blame for the... I don't think he was to blame for that incident at all. No, no. It, it's because Grosjean's involved, mm. the finger gets pointed at Grosjean. Yeah. But Kevin Magnussen was not really on the circuit. He wasn't on the circuit. Grosjean, the only thing I would say is when you see the onboarder, but Grosjean doesn't, he's not looking in his mirrors. He's looking fucking bolt ahead of him. Um, and when all the cars are that bunched up, you would think that maybe a bit more spatial awareness would be good. It's like, it's like the you know you're supposed to take it easy on that one, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Oh, if if not easy, because you're trying to make positions up, but you have to look at like what's going on around you. You're um, somebody like I don't know, somebody like Bottas, for instance, wouldn't have done that. He'd have been aware that there was somebody on the outside of him. And he was when he was having a good fight for uh, you know early on with Hamilton. Yeah. We get to Mercedes a bit later on, but I mean, <clears throat> has about a tumultuous week, which we'll talk about in the in the news a bit later mm. on. But on track, um, they they didn't qualify well. No, uh, they uh, started the race and it was just as Paul just said. Then turn five, yeah, they clouded each other, and it was um, I don't know that it was enough to end the race for each of them, but there was definitely a puncture on each of them. Mm-hmm. And that caused them both to pit at the end of lap one. Uh, Magnussen was all was practically a lap down at the beginning of lap two. He had the Mercedes pair right behind him. Magnussen was able to get back to the pits first, mm, which right. I think was the uh, issue. But they had to they had to do quite a lot of checks on the car. Um, according to Grosjean, he ended up with damage to the floor and the brake ducts. Which it was a hefty, hefty. It was whack. A, it was hell of a hell of a, hell of a slam. Because of course, don't forget those wheels are connected to drive shafts. We <clears> obviously <throat> turn the wheels, which are connected directly to a gearbox. And there's nothing so if there's an impact, sideways impact, quite heavy one like that one was, you could quite easily shaft your gearbox. Literally. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's surprising actually, given the caliber. Caliber is probably a nasty word to use for them because that, but. Given the types of drivers that they are, I'm surprised this hasn't happened sooner and then on a more regular basis. Well, it kind of happened in Spain, didn't it? Towards yeah, the end, but not quite the same. Can I just hold my but hand To up be here? fair, it, again, that was Magnussen trying to kill Grosjean. Okay. Magnussen tried to kill Grosjean on two occasions this yeah. season. Well, not tried to Grosjean kill. tried to kill Fernando Alonso. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm going to say is, okay, if we want to... <clears throat> Kevin Magnussen's teammate before he joined Haas at Renault was mm. Jolien Palmer. Yeah. Did he try and kill Palmer at any point? Too far ahead of him, probably. Mm, don't think he tried to kill Palmer. No. When he was teammates with Jensen Palmer's Button... Palmer's car was usually on fire. When he was teammates with Jensen Button, did he try didn't, and kill no, Button? No, didn't try and kill Button. In fact, not only that, Button 
like really likes him, doesn't he? He really, he really likes the guy. Yeah. So when Grosjean was teammates with Maldonado, did they ever come together? Yes. Yeah. A few times. But to be fair, and I, I'm I'm sounding like a Grosjean like Grosjean's advocate here, but to be fair, when Maldonado was in Formula One, he came together with just about everyone on when the circuit. When Grosjean was Alonso's teammate, did Grosjean and Alonso come together at any point? No. I think they did. Maybe once. Yeah. I think I think Grosjean got a little bit cocky. Spa did 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 Grosjean take out Kovalainen when they, when they cracked, when he uh, hit Potten in Spa. That's what got him the ban. Was that yeah? But it, was it both he, the Renaults that were involved? He took out half the grid. Yeah. Oh no, that was there were two different spas where. Yeah, yeah, no, not that, that one. Yeah, no, two thousand nine. Oh, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. He, he hit, took out a button on lap. He one. took button out, but did he not take Kovalainen out as well? He took somebody out. With yeah. Him, yeah. Hamilton. It was Hamil- Hamilton. Hamilton and yeah. Button. Yeah, I, I thought Kovalainen too, but I might be wrong about that. But yeah, the um, wasn't a race to go to if you're British. Grosjean's not got a great track record, which is why I think you've got to look at him and go, "Excuse me, Roman." However, I, you know, when you've got that history, you are going to get the finger pointed at you. <coughs> However, not entirely to blame for this incident, as in kind of blameless. He was in the right place. Magnussen yeah. was in the wrong place. Mm. I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, Magnussen, Magnussen had made up a place because he started two places behind Rojo. Mm. Um, got got himself up to 15th. Tried to overtake Rojon on the outside of a turn where the racing line runs naturally on the outside of it anyway. And then tried to come back onto the circuit through a teammate. Mm. No. Quote, quote of the week, though, still goes to Gunter Steiner. Yeah. Because you can always rely on uh, good old Gunter for uh, something Captain, Captain Soundbite. Yeah, this one, it was a very disappointing race for us. I'm just stating the obvious here. The best that our drivers could bring to the battle was a shovel to dig the hole we're in even deeper. Classic Gunther. Classic Gunther Steiner. We need to go back, regroup, and see what we we do in future. I think it's a change of drivers. Possibly both of them. I've already already said it this season. Two new drivers in the car. I I think that would be a good idea, but I still think they'll keep Magnussen. I think one of them will go because the has like continuity. They don't like to change too much up. Daniel Kvyat, I reckon. I reckon he'll be has. Not a bad bad shout that Daniel yeah. Kvyat. Pascal Verline possibly. I, I think his time in Formula One's gone. He's been testing Ferrari. Everyone's tested Ferrari on a closed circuit. Could be Brendan Hartley. Could be Sergei Sorokin. Could Sorokin, man? Yeah, who knows? Mm. Maybe. Uh, somebody from recent Formula One because Sorokin comes with SMP money and has, has no, made he's, need a new title sponsor he's in the same cupboard as Gary Paffett <laughs> <laughs> what getting uh, getting 0% in fan boost in Formula E yeah. I, I will put my hand up I voted for Gary Paffett in fan boost for Saturday's Formula E race because nobody else had done no I felt bad for him pity vote yeah Still didn't work. It's because he's got all the personality of a soggy cardboard box. Oh, he's, he's good at swearing, though. <laughs> oh, bye. I want group. fan boosts. <laughs> <laughs> Racing Point up next. Racing Point next. Yeah. Perez um, finished last of the runners, if I remember, because he decided that Hulkenberg... He missed Hulkenberg so much. He wanted to be so close to him that he decided to, to put his Racing Point in the back of that Renault. Yeah. Well, that's that's how you make a McLaren, isn't it? You get something pink and you get something yellow and you smush them together and something orange comes out well, of it. Well, ish. I'm, col- I'm colourblind. And, uh, 
Yeah, uh, that was following the safety car restart, wasn't it? That Perez has got a little too close to Hulkenberg and didn't like the front wing that he had on, so thought he'd uh, thought he'd trash it. Yeah, and then suffered from problems for the rest of the race because mm. he wasn't even able to catch the Williams pairing, um, who did okay. But um, Lance, Lance Stroll <laughs> was doing quite well again in the re- awful qualifying. Yeah. If he if he learns to qualify. He will be a regular point scorer, but he's yeah, just he'd be ninth or tenth. Yes, yeah, he's just got too many places to make up because he he is he, he just cannot get qualified. Do you think this is um, one of the things that might get fixed from next year when they change the tires? Do what, you think qualifying? Yeah, do you think it's a tire issue with him? No, it's just that he doesn't have one lap pace. You yeah, know, I, 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 yeah, I, I think it's for him is a tire not understanding what the tires are doing. That's an improvement from. He's that, in the same boat as everyone else. That's an improvement from last year when he didn't know if yeah. his brakes were too hot or too yeah, cold. Yeah, 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 but yeah, a couple of years ago now, yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's not the greatest driver on the track. I think that's fair. But uh, he can race clearly. Yeah. But I like I said, I'm I'm convinced that he is being upset with the tyres when it comes to qualifying, not being able to get enough heat into them. Possibly, but yeah, disappointing Saturday. But again, you know, Racing Point aren't where you know Force India as a team were. Um, it's it's is it is this a natural position now, sort of towards the back, I a little bit further towards think, the back? I think it is for yeah. this season. I mean, they've got. The, the amount of new staff they've taken on. Haven't they got a new car coming for Germany? I don't know. I, th- I think they've got like an almost B-spec upgrade coming. If it doesn't come in for Germany, we'll probably probably see it in Belgium. Yeah. And I, I think I think they need to, and I think they need something that can, if it is the tyres, get more heat into them. But it's only um, it's only Mercedes that have, that have worked the tyres out. Um. Just, sh- like, just like Ferrari were the only ones to work out how the Bridgestones work. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they struggle on the softs, the Mercedes. They're all right on the hard and the mediums, but you, you know, the, depending on what kind of, you know, leaning towards the harder end of the I spectrum. Mean, you say struggle, everything's relative. You know, they, yeah, they, they might not be as strong as they are in the mediums and the hards, but I don't think they've got any, much to worry about. No, I, 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 I don't, that, I don't even think it's so much the softs. I think the given that perspective, it's. A fair point. Yeah, but I, I don't even think it's so much the soft tyres that they're struggling with. I think it's a coincidence that. I mean, don't forget the soft tyres this week were the hard tyres. Yeah, yeah. Last week. Um, three races ago. Yeah, right. but I, do, I don't think it's so much the softer tyres. You, you're thinking it's the softer tyres because they've struggled at the hot races. No, what I'm saying is that but the, it's the, the cooling spectrum. on the car. That's where they're vulnerable, is the cooling. Yeah, so the whole spectrum, the harder spectrum, you know, with the yeah. one to five or whatever it is. Mediums and meat are a trait, though, isn't it? Mercedes. Yeah. Well, we, we always see it in testing, they just hammer the medium because they know there or thereabouts, the medium is probably going to be the race tyre. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, there's a, there's a good chance that the C3, which is the slap bang middle of the five compounds, that's that's the one that's going to get used at just about every race. Yeah. So they're going to get the they're going to get the most out of that. It just happened this week that the C threes were the softs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, going back to racing point, uh, I don't know how we drifted away from them, but unforgettable. Dis- that's um, why disappointing for Perez and kind of anonymous for Stroll, but a good good strong thirteenth place mm-hmm. if you can call it that. 
being that they've been overtaken by all the other teams. Yeah, I think it's also one of those ones where a lot, a couple of people that would have been in front of them were taken out. And, yeah, maybe Perez would have been in front of him. Vettel would have been in front of him. You could have argued the Hasses might have been in front of him. Yeah. So all of a sudden, that fourteenth place is a lot further back. Yeah. But you've got to finish a race to get a position. You, you, can, you can only play with the cards you dealt. Absolutely. And if everybody else folds, you win. Essentially, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. We're getting too close to Kenny Rogers' territory here. I know when to walk away from that comment. Good. <laughs> so we'll run straight to Williams. <gasps> <laughs> the third, or I'll put them third on the list, although they're kind of in between the racing points. With yeah, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a Williams sandwich. Ish, yeah. yeah. Um, Russell, genuinely, 14th place. Finished in front of a Ferrari. On actual on-track pace. Yeah. Like, all right, okay, Vettel had to go around and get you know his wing repaired and had to tour around and check his car for the rest of the damage. But that was a, a good race for Williams in that, in that they weren't... Yeah, they they were on the tail of everyone else and ahead of some other cars. Yeah, they weren't the worst. Uh, given the time penalty, Robert Kubica actually finished ahead of Vettel because Vettel got a ten-second time penalty for his accident with Max Verstappen. Verstappen and um, Robert Kubica finished nine point seven seconds behind Vettel, which put him uh, after the penalty point three ahead of him. So, <laughs> so Kubica finished ahead of Vettel. I mean, there was, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of time during that race where George Russell was matching the pace of the racing points. Yeah, yeah. That we were watching the lap times, weren't we, when we were yeah. doing the live blog, and we were just like, and I said, what what kind of laps is George Russell doing? And he was r- roughly the same as the uh, roughly the same as Hulkenberg. Um, Perez absolutely like user based content that's oh, coming out of that car it's the, phenomenal yeah though. that that because that Williams but Kubica wasn't that far behind I'm going I'm to no, say no. I'm going to say something contentious here Kubica is getting the pace out of that out of the Williams that any other mid-grid driver would get Possibly. and the reason that we're seeing George Russell destroy him is George Russell good. is something extra special maybe uh, he's he's touted as being a future world champion isn't he well uh, did you see Russell's interview um, over the weekend I think it was with Channel 4 because I watched I watched the qualifying on Channel 4 and um, he, he was saying that uh, he knows he's not in a competitive car um, but he's got to be upbeat and try and help the team mm-hmm. as much as he possibly can and um, he knows that he's impressing the right people by what he's doing. If he carries on doing it, I, I remember certain podcasters saying this last week. Yeah, he knows he's impressing the right. If he keeps impressing the right people, that's all he has to keep doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and George Russell himself actually said that. Yeah, I mean, it's not that long ago, really, that you used to went and spoke to George at the yeah. Mercedes he's factory. Not, he's not in that Williams. We spoke to George Russell before he'd even driven an F two car. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not in that Williams to try and be a Williams driver. No, no. Uh, but you know what, why George is there? The only thing I disagree with what you said about uh, Kubica because I will. Um, I I'm quite happy to not be on the Kubica bandwashing band, uh, like bandwashing bandwashing wagon bash for for a week. Hang um, on, bandwashing. That's somewhere in South Germany. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's another type of pickled cabbage. But um, it was his best race the, since he's come back. So Ab- far. absolutely. 
Uh, and I think you're right. I think he did get what that car could give this week. But I don't believe he's done that anywhere else during the year because no. he's been too far behind Russell. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think the the idea that you know when when Russell's been like fifty seconds ahead of him, the idea that he's doing or a lap what, ahead. Yeah, but the idea he's doing what the car could do, and George Russell's like a minute ahead. I'm sure George Russell might be a fine Formula One driver, but that's too big a gap to be just talent. Yeah. 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 So the. Uh... There are some people who know, people in the know know. I think it was the actual term they used, mm. um, just how good George Russell is. Um, I'm, I'm talking it back though. I think I, I think George might spend another year in Williams next year. Maybe. But I I bet if he's in Williams next year, Williams are going to get help. So, maybe possibly. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past Russell and Ocon maybe being in the Williams next year. I, I know Ocon's going to be released by all counts, isn't he, from the Mercedes driver program? If Ocon's going to be released if he gets another drive. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's you're saying if, but I, I think I said this last week anyway, but the fact that they're even entertaining releasing him if they if he can get a drive suggests to me that Mercedes have no intention of getting I'll a drive him in Formula that 1. Or it, you know, they, they have no intention of sorting him out. They think that Renault might be an option, but we'll get to silly season later on. Um, I think it's... I think now now that F1 have done their first silly season article themselves on their own website, it is now officially silly season. I think we'll have a silly season update every after every, every Grand Prix now. Yeah, I think so. And I'm oh, we'll have it on every preview show yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Toro Rosso next. Gotta got feel sorry for Alex Alban. Yeah, had a failure towards the end of the race. Uh, what actually happened was he was running ninth and... On for points. It's on home, for points. Home-ish Grand Prix. Um, had a pit stop in hand that he could have made, stayed in the points, and there was an electrical problem with the car where it said where it looked like the car was live mm-hmm. while the ignition was on. Well, the car was live, yeah. so they couldn't they couldn't bring him in for fear of dying. And the only way they could have changed the tires was was to actually power down the car, change the tires, yeah, but and then restart it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Unfortunately, that meant they had to leave him out, and his tyres just fell off a cliff and lost three places. He just got munched, munched eventually, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Poor Alex Albon. There, there, was, there was more canvas on show than the Louvre. Yeah. <laughs> good effort though for Alex Albon. He's not having a terrible first season. We've just been talking, seeing the praises mm-hmm. of George Russell. Albon's been pretty good. Albon's been kind of put in the sh- not, not in the shade so much, but uh, it's notable how good Daniel Kvyat's comeback's been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's and that's no. It's it's no shame on Album because I, I kind of, he's in his first year. I kind of feel sorry for Album because, unlike the other two rookies on the grid, um, he's being compared against three other drivers rather than two because he's being compared with Lando Norris and George Russell, and he's got the comparison of the returning Danny Kvyat as well mm-hmm. in the same car. And the two Red Bull drivers. Yeah, but I I com- I compare I'm, I compare all three of the. Oh, sorry, all four of the GP2 newcomers together. It's not like I'm not just comparing Albon to Norris or Albon to George Russell or Giovinazzi. They're all getting the same treatment in that case. Mm. If anything, I think he's... But Albon's got the extra comparison of his teammate as well. Yeah, but we definitely compare um, Lando to Carlos Sainz. And Carlos has got the harder job getting on top of Carlos than... I would say get uh, he's got getting on top of Daniel Kvyat. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. You no, know, Kvyat's having a good season, but I don't think he's as good as Carlos Sainz. No, that's why he's in a Toro Rosso, not a McLaren. Yes. <laughs> Kvyat did end up taking that position from his teammate, though, and finished ninth. So mm-hmm. two points for Daniel Kvyat. Yeah. Um, On a race where he wasn't happy either. He no. wasn't happy all weekend, said he didn't have the car underneath him. No, so, you know, it's a point to finish for Toro Rosso. It's, it's, it's all right, I suppose, at the moment for Toro Rosso. Kvyat was made up with his position. Picking up points where they can get them. Yeah. And that is, that is what Toro Rosso need to do. Mm-hmm. is to be in the right place to take advantage of being able to get points mm. I think we could actually potentially see an identical Toro Rosso lineup next year I don't think Danny Kvyat will be there I think that it depends if your man can sort himself out doesn't it in F2 or in, no is, is he going to Super Formula now award Pato yeah. award I don't think he's got the, top, got the races left in Super Formula to match a serious championship bid which is what he needs I I don't I don't think they care if he wins the championship. No, but he need, he needs the championship with the super license points. He's got a super license. No, he hasn't. Yes. He, he hasn't. Yes, he he's got enough points. He hasn't. They still it. don't know how many no one knows how many points he's got for Indy Lights because the FIA haven't decided yet. But if the F1 seem to th- the F1 channel seems to think they knew. But the F- but the FIA don't. Uh, they're the important ones. They're yeah, the ones I get- I think if if Toro Rosso or if Red Bull want to put him in that car I think he'll find he'll find the points no, for him I think he will do Super Formula for the rest of the year and then F2 maybe he will do it we'll see Patricio award in F2 next year but that's a silly season thing but that's again that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's silly season let's go to them I'm, I'm, I'm looking down at that arrow and um, Alpha ah here we go binary yeah, totally binary result for Alfa Romeo. <laughs> really quiet, really brilliant result for Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> Eighth place. Yeah. He's just doing what he's done all year. All year. He's Given that the best of the rest is supposed to start at seventh. Highest place. Yeah. yeah. Drove himself round on the parade lap. Yeah. yeah he, was, he, was, he, was, he was the only one in a single seater from yeah. what I could see. Yeah, from the, in the 158 Alfa that won the very first Grand Prix at Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone see him waving at a stand? He started, I think it was... Didn't even wear a helmet, did he? Just walking, no. just his cap, just, yeah. just cruising around. I think he was going into... the Ray Vans, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think he was going into Maggots and Beckett's, I think it was, and he started waving at the crowd, and uh, Maggots came up a little bit quicker than he thought he would do, and it was one of those, whoa, shit! <laughs> I am driving a 70-year-old priceless car, yeah. which are probably... Yeah. Yeah, did, did sunglasses on, cap, just just quite happy to just cruise around Silverstone yeah. in, in a 70-year-old Alpha. Fair, fair play to him. Yeah. What happened to Giovinazzi? Did he, what caused that crash? Did he... It looked like a technical failure. It looked like one brake locked, one of his brakes locked and the other one didn't. Yeah. But... Uh, it was on the downshifts as well, so it might have even been some gearbox related. Could, yeah, but on the downshift it could also be driver error. I haven't actually seen any official mm-hmm. statement from Alpha to say what, exactly what happened. When but if you're downshifting... If you downshift too soon, yeah. what they're going to do is going to lock your back wheels. Yeah. Well, um, and spin you Button, right around. Button <laughs> and me. Brundle were talking about this on Sky, and they both seem to think that it's that what you're talking about is something that used to happen on old Formula One cars. Yeah, yeah. And it's not as That's much a mechanical a thing. There. If you, yeah. even if you, any rear wheel drive, even rear wheel drive road car, mm-hmm. if you change down a little bit too soon. Yeah. You will. You're back. You're back in the yeah, car. You can see around a little yeah. bit. The the official statement, and I'm pretty convinced that Alfa Romeo have actually got Kimi doing all their press statements for him. Wouldn't be surprised. 
something went wrong with the car and put me in the gravel. Right, okay. <laughs> so technical failure there. Of course, it could be that he said that he's going to cut a little bit of his hair off every time he scores a point, so maybe he just threw it in the gravel because he yeah. does like his hair. Yeah, maybe. Join us. <laughs> Don't leave me the only one. <laughs> and of course, Giovanazzi was responsible for the safety car. I'm surprised that it was a full safety car, if I'm honest. Yeah. Thought maybe you might get a VSC. Where he, um, where he binned it. They have to bring a crane out. And this is what leads me to think there was something very technical and the wheels had locked up, which is why they needed the crane. And they couldn't actually it. drag it out of the gravel because one or two wheels weren't turning. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they had to put the crane and personnel out, I suppose in quite an exposed area as mm. well. So a full safety car was the, was the way to do it. Well, let's face it, he wasn't the only driver to go off at that corner. So um, proof that you really do need the safety car if there's somebody in that particular patch the, of gravel. Yeah, there are other drivers who made mistakes going into the Vale chicane, let's just say that. Mm. Other cock-ups are available. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, a really, really solid drive for Kimi Raikkonen. He, he did the kind of what we expect Carlos Sainz to usually do. Keep his head, the, get, the getting on with it. Yeah, getting on with it, head down, really quiet, no drama, no massive, you know, no, no replayable moments, just, just there when it mattered. You know, eighth place is a really good result for Kimi in that car. Yeah, absolutely. And given what's happening at the big boy team, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I'll get onto that later. Yeah, get the get the speculation spectacles out. Uh, Renault next double points finish. Mm-hmm. Pre- pretty good race for Renault actually. They you know it's didn't really earlier on in the weekend they were looking quite quite well, ropey. Well, they're ropey, they, but they were, they were Renault. Renault were well off in. But that, that was yeah. Friday practice was yeah. was when all the wind and the, mm-hmm. yeah. But it all seemed to come together for them for qualifying. That's the yeah. like Q, Q, P three in qualifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lando Norris carried on doing his job from Austria, and he had um, Danny Rick round about DRS range behind him again forever. Yeah, yeah. until Lando had to pit again. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about McLaren in a bit. Mm-hmm. Renault, one of the teams that kind of benefited from the safety car, and Danny Ricciardo made up quite a few places. Um, I think he yeah. pitted just before, hadn't he? I, I think he lost a couple of places and made, had to make a couple of bad, but he didn't. He didn't suffer as much as Lando yeah. did. No, no, no. And Hulkenberg again after the after his collision with Perez and he had a bit of a damaged floor. Uh, he said he struggled with the car for the rest yeah. of the race, but a double point finish is not terrible. I'm calling it that Hulkenberg isn't going to be in that car next no, year. No, I, th- I agree. He did not sound happy at the no. end of the race. But I put, in fact, he scored points. But did you even hear what he said about what point? Uh, the pit stops? No. And uh, he, he said, oh, we, we could have done better today, but uh, they told the car went into a fail mode into like creep home, and then it, it sorted itself out. That was yeah. that was when he had the slow lap. He said, also, I wanted to come in for, in for a pit stop, and um, uh, I told them I need to come in, and they just had no interest in bringing me in. That was his quote. Yeah. It that does not to me sound like a man. A happy man. That's gonna be in that team next year. No happy Hulkenberg. So maybe a double double driver swap at Renault next year. That, maybe. That would be disappointing for But him. unfortunately for Hulkenberg as well, it's given how down he is, it also doesn't seem to be a person that's gonna get that Red Bull seat that was sort of rumoured either. Mm, don't know, it depends. You know, he he might end up at Haas next year. Who knows? That he'd be a great Great, great driver for Haas. 
Yeah, be a great driver for anyone. I think mm. he's one of the one of the most underrated drivers on the grid. Like you, like you always said, German Jensen Button. Yeah, yeah. Give give him the car. He and might he, he might, he might he win a world championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah give him the car and he will. Let's, let's get let's get him on the podium first. No, no, but he is. I I think he's, he's never had the car. Yeah, he's. I think he's that good. Where, and he's that consistent as well. Yeah, I think so. I think if you put you put him in, you know, I don't think he's quite on a level of of you know world championship winning you know for, in a car you know like Alonso would yeah. be a world championship in a car that wasn't the best so I don't think he's quite on that level but I, he, he's certainly best car best driver he'd, he'd, be, he'd be gone mm. you know it'd be difficult to catch but he never had that yeah. car I mean when you think about it if if Button wasn't lucky enough to at least have the decent years in a um in a in a BAR you know when BAR and Honda were, when they were okay. pretty good and competing he could have very easily made his continued his career without wins and podiums until he got to Braun, and I still think he'd won that championship. Yeah, I think so. Anybody could have won that championship in the Braun, I think. Apart from Rubens Barrichello, he's yeah. clearly number two. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that Hulkenberg did say was he wasn't happy with the team's strategy. So you might yeah. be right about rumblings of discontent coming from both sides. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think Hulkenberg. I agree with Lee. I think Hulkenberg's on his way. I'm agreeing with you too much tonight. Um, I think the Hulkenberg's on his way. Yeah, we're about to talk about to talk about McLaren. So we'll see what Lee has to say on this one. Um, Carlos Sainz in sixth benefited massively from the safety car. It just played straight into his hands. It did, yeah. Uh, and great again. Um, you know that McLaren just just is just the best of the rest for the moment, isn't it? Yeah. However, his teammate Lando at his home Grand Prix did lose out on the safety car. I uh, wasn't able to benefit again because he was he was he was on the same kind of strategy as Bottas, wasn't he? Where he had to pit again to change his tyres, and that obviously left him behind um, behind Albon until Albon had his problem, which meant that Norris finished just outside the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean McLaren uh, didn't pit Lando during the safety car, and he says he reckons maybe they should have done. And yeah, I've got to agree with him because having to pit under racing conditions did knock him back mm. yeah and he had to make his, and, and another late pit stop because they put him on the same tyres twice yeah good start for him though which he seems to have got that uh, got his starting problem nailed in the last couple of races because he's now gaining places rather than losing them I think if, apart from the safety car screwing him over he'd have had a great weekend I think so I think he would have been roughly where Sainz finished yeah I think so there. but uh, again given that Sainz had a poor qualifying another great I wouldn't say another great comeback drive but in Austria you went from like 18th to 8th or 19th to 8th mm. in, in you know Silverstone, Silverstone there he's gone from like 14th to 6th yeah. so it's another really good recovery drive from mm. Carlos Sainz I can See why he won. Of... He won from the safety car, though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he was the second biggest winner out of the whole safety car. Yeah, I can see why McLaren have tied those two down for first. He made year. up more places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see why McLaren have tied those two down for another year. It's 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 they're keeping their own. Silly season's just about kicking off, isn't mm. it? And McLaren have gone. No, not our boys. They're yeah. ours for another year. M- McLaren have got the. Uh, like the, what? What we used to think of as the usual Renault team, like Renault for ages, had like the, what you thought of. That's a really strong driver lineup. Yeah. But Lando and uh, Carlos is secretly seeming like if the, McLaren the really want. saw their car together, that's a good team. Yeah. Yeah. 
seem to complement each other very well. They do. Bizarre rumours around the paddock this weekend that McLaren are looking to uh, take a Mercedes engine in two years' time. I could understand why. Yeah. Um, well, there might be one available if what we were talking about last year, uh, last week comes to fruition mm. and that Williams want a Renault. I can see it, Formula One ending up being a sport, and I don't know whether this is going to be a good thing for it or not, but um, I, I can see the manufacturer dropping out of Formula One eventually because manufacturers seem to be so keen on going to Formula E. Mercedes are going to have a Formula E team. How long do you think manufacturers are going to continue to run a really, really expensive Formula One team and a really cheap Formula E team? Yeah. To save some cash, all it'll take is another. If if we have another like global financial wobble like two thousand and eight, all it'll take. Is... Don't forget, Renault have already pulled out of Formula E though. <laughs> have they pulled out? Have they? Yeah, they gave it to Nissan. Ah, right. The uh, but I mean, Renault fucking constantly pulling out of everything. Well, Mercedes right? team isn't technically really a Mercedes team. It's a Mercedes backed team. It's going to be. It's going to be Mercedes year, though. Yeah. This year, it's it's HWA which manage Mercedes teams. Yeah. And it's going to end up as a full, fully fledged Mercedes yeah. Silver Arrows yeah. Formula E. Mercedes' own Formula E car is being tested as we speak. Yeah, probably. No, no, it is. They, they've they've even had video of it yeah. going around the track. So yeah, so McLaren. Then uh, we got much more to say about them. Really, it was uh, not really. Norris, Norris lost out. Gave me two halves in it. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a binary, it was a shame. Binary-ish result like Alpha. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, just unfortunate the way that the safety car played out and strategy didn't work. But still, another positive race. I think oh, yeah, they yeah, are totally. They are firmly now because what Renault seem to be more up and down than McLaren. You've got to kind of have McLaren as like fourth best team on the grid now. Well, they are. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, but where Science put the car? But like Red Bull and uh, sorry, Renault and McLaren were quite even on pace this weekend. But that seems to drop off for Renault quite a lot when McLaren seems to be there all the time. Yeah. yeah. If, if Renault can sort their issues out, we'll get a genuine scrap for fourth. Mm. Well, the thing is, a but lot it relies on Renault sorting their issues out. And Hulkenberg sorting himself out a little bit because even even before he had his issues, uh, he wasn't on pace with Daniel Ricciardo. Did he go out? Did he go out in Q two? Possibly. I think I think so. Was he already yeah. sort eleven? But the. The thing is, as well, a lot of the circuits for the latter part of the season are similar to Silverstone in that you got straight, mm. fast sweeping corners. You know, yeah, you still got Singapore in the way and Abu Dhabi right at the end. Even Singapore's got some massive straights, though, hasn't it? Yeah, but it's not sweeping like yeah. Silverstone is. You know, um, you've got you've got your Monza, your Spa, Suzuka. Do you know what I mean? So, a lot of the circuits are. Of that ilk, yeah, and um, so maybe Renault would have a chance to to catch and maybe even pass McLaren in the second half of the season. Maybe I mean Renault say their strength over McLaren is actually on the slower corners. Okay, that's interesting. McLaren seems to think that they're really good through the high speed corners. Yeah, so yeah. it'll it'll be it'll be an interesting scrap for the for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, right, Red Bull next. Um, Verstappen fifth punted in, punted into fifth should have been third yeah yeah That's, I don't know what else you could say to be perfectly honest he's he 
think I wouldn't say he's quite Alonsoing that car and you know dragging it like further up than where it should be, but he's certainly of the four drivers that he's fighting with all the time, you know, including himself, the the driver that he's fighting all the time, his teammate Gasly, uh, Vettel, Leclerc, he's got more about him than the others at the mo- at the moment. I mean, I'm not saying it'll be a, a permanent thing with Max, but he's certainly got more pace in that car than anyone else is finding in similar vehicles. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you there. It looked like we were going to get another another quality scrap between um, Verstappen and Leclerc. Well, we especially, did, especially, especially, especially when they were wheel to wheel in the pit lane. Yeah, and then and then before that and then after that, you know, mm. it, it was, I, was, I was hoping that one would go would go the distance. Yeah, I mean, Verstappen lost out on the place to Leclerc because um, he, he he did a little bit of Grosjean. He booted it a bit too much on the cold mm. tires. Um, but that aside, he looked like he was on for a decent third place uh, until a four-time world champion made what I described as a rookie mistake. I don't even know if it was a rookie mistake. It was just weird. Like, he just seemed to completely forget where his breaking point was. Well, Vettel's explanation was that he got a better run out of the corner before than Verstappen did. And thought by, a gap was opening. Thought there was a gap. Then there wasn't a gap. And by the time he hit what was going to be his breaking point, he was too close behind Verstappen, who hadn't got a good run. Yeah. And um, downforce threw him. And lost his downforce. Much like what happened between Ricardo and Verstappen at Baku last year, was it when they ran into each other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people said, "Oh, that wasn't similar. There was more swerving going on." No, from. The way that the way that it happened, the loss it, of downforce, it was yeah. identical. Yeah. The car behind loses downforce, isn't stuck to the track, can't break, locks up. You're a passenger, nowhere to go except for into the back of the car in front of you. Mm. I mean, I do think that Vettel might have, because it, it he was trying to come out essentially to dark route to try and take him on the outside. Yeah. Um, but he looked at the inside, realized it wasn't going to happen, and then accident. Yeah, I I think he he. This is the weird thing for me, is he left it too late to pull out. I think that's where he, like, the, the reason he, he ended up locking up is because he's realised he's not going to make it out you know, without hitting the car. Yeah. So that's when you're slamming the anchors on. That's where he locks up and goes into the back of him. He just completely misjudged everything. He misjudged his breaking point. He misjudged the... Uh, like trying to get around the other car. Yeah, okay. He completely misjudged everything, and I'm not. I'm going to make a lot of people angry here by asking you this question. He misjudged everything, and he's got four world championships to his name. Mm-hmm. Would Lewis Hamilton have done the same? No, no. Of course not. So, I don't think Sebastian Vettel two years ago would have done the same. No, I don't know what's happened to Vettel. We'll move on to Ferrari in a minute, but I mean. I just want to say, Pierre Gasly, I do just something Lee disagrees with me on. I think he had his best race of the season so far. Oh no, he had his best race of the season, but this, best weekend. Yeah, but what I what I'm confused with with everyone seeing Gasly's praises are, is if um, if he'd have if everything would have gone normal, right? Vettel hadn't yeah. crashed into the back of uh, Verstappen. Yeah, Gasly would have been at the back of the of the top cars. Yeah. And seconds behind his teammate, not that far behind. There was there was the train. The train was for most of the race. Um, By the end of the race, Verstappen or Leclerc seconds behind because that's the way it always works with them. 
Well, in that case, why didn't Verstappen catch him and pass him? Because it was still quite away before the end of the race. Because his car was broken. No, it was fair. It was the they assessed that afterwards and said there wasn't much damage did you not, to did it. Did you not see the see the floor? There was a little bit of floor damage. I, I heard the, I heard the radio message to Verstappen from uh, the pit wall yeah. saying, "Look, it's bodywork damage. There's nothing we can yeah. do about that from here." Yeah, yeah. His his diffuser was left at that right, point. Okay. But the team afterwards seemed surprised that there was not. Oh, there was a, uh, well. It's odd. It's odd because there was. Different things come out of it. Horner's quote was, it was a miracle he got the car to the end of the race. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm I'm surprised, that I'm still surprised he didn't catch him past, uh, past him, to be perfectly honest. But, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I don't want Gasly to fail. I just think it's... Gasly was fighting with Leclerc at one point, and I, I thought, I was cheering him on. I was like, yeah. go on, because I want, I want Pierre yeah, to I do, have a good race. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get on board with a with a train that all of a sudden because somebody finishes fourth because fourth because there's a massive accident that wasn't it it was just not was a with... Red Bull make, no, make. It, that wasn't just that it wasn't just the result the result of course as you say Vettel and, and Verstappen would have finished ahead of him and he would have been sixth anyway mm-hmm. but the fact that he was he was on the back of a Ferrari for most of the race mm-hmm. um, a Ferrari that ended up finishing on the podium don't forget at the beginning of that race the he was still like off them by a good second. He wasn't in a DRS. He was. He wasn't. No, but not not until like pit stops and safety cars and stuff. Possibly. He, yeah, because I, I I even noticed at the time. But, I thought, but early they're season, dropping him. Yeah, but early season Gasly would have been eleventh. Fighting. Oh yeah, him. early season he would have been eleventh. But I just don't think that this result, this result's his best result. But he needs to build on that now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, that's that's what I'm saying. It's a good result for Gasly. Mm. If he can keep up this level of performance, it'd be difficult for Red, more difficult for Red Bull to get rid of him at the uh, end of the year. Even so, I, I, I don't believe he's he's anywhere near the caliber of drivers being the top team. I think when you when you look up and down that field, and you look at some of the, some of the other other drivers, he, but he might do enough at this performance for them to go. You've got one more year. Maybe. Maybe they're not, I mean, they're not going to also all of a sudden turn around and go, "Oh my God, Gasly is the savior of Red Bull, and he's going to win us a championship." Well, because, he, he <laughs> because might, let's be honest, Max might have something to say about that. No, well, Yoss would have something to say about that, which would be um, in a Dutch accent. Would you like to step outside, Christian? I, I think Honda will have the ultimate decision on where uh, on whether he stays at Red Bull, but that's more to do with if their next engine upgrade an improvement. Yeah. Well, when the next engine upgrade comes in, he'll be starting quite a way down. No, no, but I mean, I think somebody else's decisions might be influenced on that Renault upgrade, on that Red Bull upgrade. Yeah. Honda upgrade. Honda. Honda. Go Honda. on, you can do it. You, can, you yeah. can get there. You can get there. Take a, take a run up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and Verstappen, as I say, I think he probably would have finished third if it wasn't for Vettel. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, can't disagree with that. Um, right, but Ferrari next. Leclerc did get third. Did Leclerc did get third, and that's his fourth podium in a row. So, you know, he was good as well, Leclerc this weekend. Leclerc is good. It. Leclerc is somebody who is molding himself slowly. He's not quite. His qualifying's getting better, mm. but he's not consistent enough yet. He had a fantastic race with Max Verstappen. Yeah, and he was fair. He was fair and ballsy. And it's it's left Max to actually play mind games saying that Leclerc's still sore from what happened two weeks ago and he said that after the race. 
Yeah, uh, I think look, the other thing to think is like Max is not the easiest person on the track to race with. No, and Charles did a great job yeah. of racing with him. And um, yeah, Leclerc for me is I think Ferrari. He's, he's making Ferrari have a very difficult decision here because Ferrari wished, still wish, and they said today that they want to still throw all their weight behind Sebastian Vettel. And I, for the life of me, can't see why. Saturday afternoon in Ferrari's press press conference, they said in a fifty fifty situation, we will favour Seb. Yeah, which is rubbish. Yeah. Because Sebastian Vettel is hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging. There we go. Hemorrhaging points for that yeah. team. Best two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> well, best two out of three is kind of what Sebastian's scoring record is like at the moment. He's scoring in two out of three races. That's it. That's his first non-point scorer of mm. the season. And what a spectacular way to do it. His head's gone. We're talking about another Vettel mistake. How many times has he got to make mistakes before somebody turns around and goes, "You made too many mistakes. Get out." Yeah. Because if I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Matteo Binotto. But if I was in his position, as no, you've got square glasses. Yeah, I have. No. I'm not wearing them tonight. I forgot, I forgot them. Um, <laughs> but if I if I were in Matteo Binotto's position, I would. The conversation needs to be had, and it needs to be had now because mm. if Ferrari are going to do something about it, now's the time to act before the summer break. Um, what do what are we going to do about about our driver lineup for next year? We thought we were going to keep Vettel and Leclerc. Leclerc is clearly a future like, you know, he's, he's something that we're that we're molding. We need to look after Charles Leclerc. Sebastian Vettel is a broken man and he's breaking the team, mm-hmm. and we are losing points because of him. Mm. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? it uh... And his mistakes going back about a year from now, constantly making mistakes. Well, Any time anyone got alongside him. Was it uh, France last year? He screwed up. Into Bottas. Yeah. Yeah. So over a year now of Vettel mistakes and he just shrugs them off now. I, I still think that Sebastian Vettel as a Ferrari driver, because I'm still, I'm still not gonna willing to believe that a four-time world champion can just all of a sudden become a shit driver. Uh I'm. I still think he left, whatever whatever it was he had in Baku, when he drove into Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, something I mean, again. Something there's a mistake. Changed, so it's been over, you know. Something changed in that man that day. I mean, we we almost had a championship battle last year, didn't we? Until for, uh, you know Belgium last year when after the summer break when Vettel pulled that move on Hamilton. And no, thought, I'd say Germany was the turning point because yeah. it was it was the world's slowest, shittiest crash. Yeah, yeah but but Belgium last year. Which is after Germany, when he pulled that move on Hamilton on the Camel Straight mm-hmm. and then he was disappeared. And Hamilton himself, after the race, said, "I can't catch him. There's absolutely no way I could have yeah. got anywhere near him." We thought we've got a real championship fight on our yeah, hands yeah. here, and then we went to Monza and Mercedes just did the reverse, just mm-hmm. disappeared into the distance, and Vettel then went and made a multitude of mistakes towards the end of the season. He threw that championship away as just as much as Ferrari did, mm-hmm. and he's doing the same this year. He's already one hundred points behind Lewis Hamilton, mm. which is four clear race wins if Hamilton doesn't score. Oh well, that's. I mean, we are now in the territory anyway where I because is he's over race went ahead of Bottas, isn't he? Yes, um, and I, I think it's. Obviously, a, even a DNF, a DNF wouldn't see him behind in the championship or it close up. 
I, but I, I genuinely think it's a Schumacher-Silverstone incident. He would have to have like a serious accident in which he could he, he couldn't make races. Yeah. To lose this world championship. I, I don't know how else he's gonna you know unless he turns into Vettel and loses his head completely and just makes stupid mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And Bottas just pips him. But you know Bottas was quite solid as well this weekend. He was very solid. Uh, it probably would have won. Could have won the race. I still think Lewis would have got past. I him. think on the strategies that they had, now knowing that they were split. Just looking at just looking at the. Oh, well, well, I mean, what? Well, sorry, who well, are we? May, on? may as well talk about. Well, we'll 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 just, just looking at the um, the pace Lewis had at the end of the race. Yeah. The pace he had in hand on used tyres. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I'm convinced he only did that because he knew I had a bet on him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bottas, Bottas said after the race that he didn't think it was possible for him to do it on a one stop. Yeah. So he was always going to be two stopping. Mm-hmm. And. I think even without the safety car, Lewis would have only one stopped. I think without the safety car, they'd have still they wouldn't have done it because Mercedes do treat the drivers fair when it comes to strategy. So I think whatever Bottas's strategy was, Hamilton would have been put on the same strategy. So I think he'd have had to do it on track. But the the thing is, we keep saying like the Hamilton and Bottas had this great race at the beginning of the uh, yeah, it was yeah, good, yeah, and it was it was really entertaining, it was really good to watch. Um, right up to the point where the director oh god we'll yeah. get to that in yeah. a bit but Hamilton um, Hamilton made a mistake in that because he was pushing Bottas around the circuit that's the reason it was a really good race is because Hamilton had so much more pace yeah but Bottas was defending brilliantly yeah but Hamilton didn't shut the door on him when he should have done he was too kind uh, going into uh, going into the is it the Camel Strait is it the Camel Strait that's in Belgium no, which is the straight? Hang on, straight. Hang on, straight. Sorry, the um, it's because you said it before. Isn't it was it? a Wellington straight, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that the Bottas repassed him. No, yeah. it was just before cops, wasn't it? Possibly. That's yeah. the, that's the old start finish straight. That's the hanger straight. No, the hanger straight is the back straight. Right, it was the one before cops. <laughs> the uh, but coming 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 around, out of Luffield. Yeah, round that out. that long corner. Hamilton could have cut back in and blocked him, but how he actually said he said I was probably too kind there. But I didn't believe it was the right thing to cut across my teammate. But had it ended the race for both of them, yeah, yeah. Then you know what I mean. But what so, I mean is, I st- if he'd have been a bit more aggressive there, he he'd have he'd have kept that position through uh, through cops and disappeared off into the distance. The pace advantage he had yeah, on Bottas, yeah. and I don't believe even whether it was an undercut or an overcut. Eventually, like look at the pace difference he had when. Bottas was on fucking new softs. He was on thirty lap old hard tires, and he broke the lap record. Uh huh. Oh, oh, he said. I don't know if it was a lap record, but he, he set the yeah, fastest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 it was. Um, Every fastest lap from about lap twenty-one wow, was a lap, lap record. record. Crazy. But it, it wouldn't have mattered if Bottas pitted beforehand. I think Hamilton would have sorted it out because he had that extra pace around that circuit. Yeah, and he always does. Very yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't. I don't think it was a guaranteed win at, um, because of the safety car. No, no, no. I, I, I still, I still think it'd have only one stopped without the safety car. I, I don't think he'd have been allowed. I think, I think they'd have, unless he, unless he was. See, the thing is, I don't think he'd been put on the hards. I think they'd have stuck to the softs and the mediums, like Bottas was. 
because then it just kept parity between the drivers. So he'd have had to. The only reason he did, he did the hards was because of the safety car, wasn't it? I think that was Hamilton's strategy all along. They just went a few laps earlier because of the safety car. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he was always down for a one stopper. Mm, I don't know. I think I, I that it would it would cause too much friction in a team to give the guy that was behind such an advantage. Well, I mean, it all, it all depends on what the driver said they could do, because it, it was Bottas himself that said, I didn't think I could one-stop that race, that's why I had a two-stopper. Yeah, but they don't usually strip the strategies, that's what I'm trying to say. They usually fare with what the drivers are given. And they do have that lead driver pit-stop thing where lead driver gets the pit-stop It was advantage. just unfortunate the way it worked out for Bottas, but... Yeah. Um, he took it with good grace as he always does. Yeah, I like. Um, I don't. I don't think he needed it anyway. I think he'd have got past. No, but twenty six points for for Hamilton at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, fastest lap on the final lap, and. You know. How I'm not entirely sure, but just. I think Toto was surprised by it after the race. Just you know that he's now the most successful British Grand Prix winner of all time. Six mm-hmm. Grand Prix wins in Britain. No one's ever done that. Yeah. Um, it's going to the take, records just keep falling, don't they? It's going to take a lot for anyone to beat that. What again. number win was that for him? 78, 79? Seventy eight, seventy nine. Seventy many. Well, we're gushing over Hamilton, and I know, I know it's fun because I know people hate it. Um, do we, regardless of the, we'll, we'll leave. Is he the greatest Formula One driver of all time until he decides to retire? Is he the greatest British sportsman of all time? I don't know about that. Name someone better. Name somebody more successful. Or more successful in terms of success. Uh, Chris Hoy. Mm. Sir Chris Hoy. You call Snow Chris Balls. <laughs> I don't. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hard to say. I think I, I think Redgrave because he did it different over so many. Many years over many disciplines. Yeah. yeah. But I think given given the fact that Lewis Hamilton isn't finished, and if he ends up equaling or be, or beating all Michael Schumacher's records, I think that's a serious but before we get into the is he the best Formula One driver of all time, I think we can definitely have a discussion of whether he's the best British Sportsman. The thing is, can you call him the best Formula One driver of all time? Because there's been that many different eras with. I think so. The the way that Formula One is. Yeah, no, but I, I think um, I think people people use that excuse because they're better that the drivers that they want to have is okay. the, the, like they protect it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just it, looking up um, on, on Wikipedia here. Fourteenth uh, of July, twenty nineteen, the British Grand Prix was Lewis Hamilton's eightieth. Win, yeah, seventy many. Eleven, eleven more to beat Schumacher, isn't it? And there are eleven races. Oh well, no, eleven to draw level, and there are eleven races left this year. I'm, I'm he's, he's not going to do it this yeah. year, but next yeah. year, next, next year, I next think year is uh, possible. Yeah. Bloody likely. Well, I said, was it last week or the week before? I said. The, you know, well, think, think about it. Yeah, think yeah. about it. There's eleven races left this year. Yeah. Do you think he's going to win less than five? I don't, but the thing is, like, I think was it a couple of weeks ago when I said next year's a, this this year's a big one for Hamilton, but next year's even bigger, where he he could easily hit a hundred pole positions, uh, match Michael Schumacher's um, seven world championships, and and I'm not saying all this is going to happen, 
and beat his race record all in one year. Well, did you see that statistic that in the last six years, is it? Is it six years of Formula One, Lewis Hamilton has won 56% of all races? Yeah. Staggering and frightening. Yeah. Um, so, who are our drivers of the day? Lewis Hamilton was driver of the day. By, by Carlos Sainz. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going for an honorary mention for Kvyat. Yep. 18th to 9th. Yeah, um, that was good. Good. Was that eight, was it 18th, 17th? Tonight? 17th, I think. Tonight. Yeah. He did take that ninth place because of his teammate having Sebastian Vettel because it was hilarious. Uh, Lewis Hamilton fans should have voted Antonio Giovinazzi. That tweet got a lot of likes. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Magnussen, that's my thought. No. Give us something to talk about at the start. Mm. No, look. What do you mean, uh, give us something to talk about? There's loads to talk about all the race. I think Lewis Hamilton just purely for the way that he deals with winning the British Grand Prix. I think it's cool. Apparently, he was crowd surfing for an extra half hour after the cameras stopped. Yeah, the, doesn't uh, surprise me. But I like it. He doesn't know. No other. I've got, a, I've, got a feel for, I've got a feel for everyone in the crowd because I mean, standing there for three quarters of an hour with somebody crowd surfing over you, it's going to be hell on the shoulders. I know he, I know he only wears like nine stone soaking wet, but still having having your arms in the air for that long. Yeah. When you're not at a rave, you're going to know about that the following morning. You don't have to put your arms up until he gets close to you. Let's be yeah, honest. you don't keep them there. But uh, yeah, I just think it's it's. I like the way he deals with his fans. I think it's good. I think he gives maybe a little bit more of himself than other drivers do. Yeah, I mean, we've got obviously quite. Uh, um, we've got some good personalities involved at the moment. Yeah. Lando, especially. Uh, Danny, Danny Ricardo. Lethal with a t shirt cannon if you saw him pre race. I did, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Danny Ricardo. Um, yeah. it's just he's, he's relaxed a lot more now that he's got his feet under the table at Renault. Mm-hmm. He's. he's um, you know, ever since he got on top of Hulkenberg, isn't it? If I think honest. so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, with Ricardo, though, you got to feel sorry for uh, Carlos Sainz left nut. <laughs> right, right ball, it was. Was it right ball until right twelve hand. laps to the end? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all, all in all, a great Grand Prix um, win. I don't want to say the win was tainted, but I mean it was that it was. It's the way the sport falls sometimes. The wind, um, f- the wind fell into his lap easier than it would have done without the safety car being there. But he'd have probably, like you said, Lee, he'd have probably done it anyway. Yeah. Um, he would have taken those chances. I tell you, somebody who wouldn't, Sebastian Vettel, would have somehow lost it from that position. Probably, yeah. Uh, it'd have been backwards at some point. Heroes and villains. Vettel's a villain. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a toss-up between Vettel and the director. I tell you so. I tell you which, which we didn't re- uh, note again, which we fucking should have done, is the fact that yet again, I don't think there was any conspiracy in it. But fucking Ferrari did Leclerc. Uh, two, yeah. two, two laps too long. Yeah. That's why he fell. He fell all the way back from where he was. Yeah, a little you bit. Know, he got he got lucky because of the incident between um, Vettel and Max. Yeah. You know, but again. I, I don't. I know there was a load of people saying, "Oh, for, like Ferrari doing this to favour Vettel over Leclerc." I don't think it was. I think it was just complete incompetence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something going on at Ferrari. They've got some really important decisions to make in terms of driver. The, the decision seems to be what they struggle with. Well, yeah, but I mean, the 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 team is reflected so well by Sebastian Vettel at the moment, and it's just this is going well. Oh wait, no, we've made a terrible mistake. 
Um, and that that is for the last year appears to be Vettel and Ferrari. There was a brilliant. Is meme. it is it time to dig out the Ferrari headless chicken badge again? Thank you, Charles yeah, Jefferson. Probably not yet, but the. I think so. I th- I, th- I think it's it should definitely be dusted off. But the uh, somebody put up a a, a wonderful picture of a, a podium, at, uh, like a like a post race press conference, mm-hmm. um, with the last man uh, the the last man to win a world championship for Ferrari last man to win a race for Ferrari and and some other stat as well I can't remember it was the last something for Ferrari and all three were Kimi Raikkonen in different Ferrari uniforms <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a great meme that went out which uh, was um, uh, safety car out do we pick Charles and then there was a dog floating around the ISS <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it cracked me up. Oh, oh the, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, the, the internet hive mind is the funniest comedian in the world. <laughs> you really should, if you're on Twitter, um, follow Pit Lane Girl for the uh, funniest tweets competition yeah. during the race because there are some absolute gems there. And I'm not just saying that because we won the Has Special Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, we did. I'm I'm still bitter because uh, the uh, my my the my meme of Cartman uh, saying uh, I want to wear lipstick next time you fuck me didn't win uh, didn't win the award because it was put in slightly after the race. Oh. <laughs> Them's the rules. You yeah. got to get it in before the checkered yeah, flag. Rules control the fun. <laughs> Um, oh, I just want to point out my tweet about Hamilton's points being only five points behind Ferrari isn't correct because Formula One took a little while to update their standings. He's actually twenty points behind the entire Ferrari team. Yeah. Just like to point that out. I did leave the tweet out there a lot. Of there is every it. there is every chance that by the summer break he will be ahead of Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> but that's crazy. A lot of you liked it. If um, this season, it, I was slightly wrong. I do apologise. But if this go, it keeps going the way it is. Um, which I think it will. I think Hamilton is going to win a load of race before the end of the year. You could, you'll be in the situation where you could detract fucking Bottas's points off that, and Lewis Hamilton wins the constructors <laughs> championship. There is every possible yeah. chance. I do, wasn't it that if, way last year? Uh, not quite. I don't think. I I'm, I think it was. Because um, I'm convinced we chat. We talked about this. Convinced. I don't. I don't think it was. It was. It wasn't far off. But you've got. You've got internet yeah. devices. In Ham- Hamilton's on two hundred and twenty-three points, and Ferrari are on two hundred and forty-three points. Yeah. Um. So the gap between Hamilton and Ferrari is is twenty points. Yet the gap between Hamilton and Vettel is over. Is is a hundred. Mm, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um. Got to talk about the absolute crappy choice of camera shots and cutting of the director this week. Yeah. There's a battle going on between the two leaders in a race. And we cut to the crowd. And we cut to the crowd. Yeah. What the hell's all that about? No idea. And also cutting to cameras too early for corner shots when Verstappen and Leclerc were having their battle. Yeah. Well, Verstappen seeing, and Leclerc having a wonderful battle. And seeing seeing cut to an empty corner for yeah. the next five here's, seconds. Here's some tarmac. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, we know it's new tarmac, but we'd like to see the cars on exactly. top of it. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a one-off because I don't remember it being that poor in in Austria uh, or even in France. I remember it being, but it was particularly poor. It was probably the worst thing about the British Grand Prix. Mm. And if that's what the only thing we can grumble about, we had a pretty good race. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you all that. I do. I do like that new wire camera they've got. They've 
extended it where you get um, all the last three corners in yeah, one yeah, long continuous cool. tracking shot. Yeah, that is nice. You know, that uh, that really works well. And you actually get a really good sense of what speed and grip the cars have got as they're coming around, uh, coming around the last few. I wonder how long it's going to be until we've, we've got enough faith in drones that um, we can use drones for yeah. car, like following cars and stuff. Um, I'd, I'd stick with wire cams. Yeah, but it will happen. Yeah, you know, will happen where we've got enough faith in the drones and they're and they're quick enough and they can. The only thing with the drones will be that they won't be able to fly over the track directly. They'll be they'll be over like the grass bit, mm-hmm. you know, really close to the circuit. But they won't. I don't think they'll be allowed to fly over the circuit. Maybe I don't know. I mean, because a helicopter's not allowed to either. Yeah, TV helicopter. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but if one of the, if that helicopter came down. Just because it's not over the track doesn't mean it's not going to end up in the track. Oh yeah, yeah. If it goes wrong, it can come down anywhere. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather a drone hit the track than a helicopter. Yeah, is it in America where the um where the where the 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 chopper driver chopper driver chopper pilot waits for the um, cars to come up the hill and then follows them down the hill really quickly? Yes, because there's always yeah. a rising chopper, isn't there? And he follows them down the hill. Yeah, like, yeah. like some sort of weird yeah, military like, thing. Looks like a motorsport version of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. or just Brad of the Valkyries playing in the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Apocalypse Now. It's a great film. <sighs> I've seen it for years. One of my favourite films of all time. De- definitely one on my watch list. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, should we move into sort of newsy bits? Go for it. Right. Um, from the Rage, John Eric XF1 driver. Congratulations on the title, but what are you playing at, mate? I know. Asking your team to get your teammate to bring out a safety cap. Sure, well, no. it's been done before. Well, Andre Lotter is his teammate. Andre yeah. Lotter, former Formula One driver for one race. And he uh, crashed into the back of Jean Eric Verne. And Verne said, Oh, his car must be really badly damaged. You should probably stop out on track, bring out a safety cap. He did car. actually say, Or oh, put it in a wall. Or oh, put it in a wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's been given community service for unsportsmanlike behaviour. I mean, your newly crowned champion is supposed to be a bastion for your sport. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The guy that you can look at as in like, well, we got the first four letters right. <laughs> a bastion. <laughs> yeah, something. But you know, it's not the person you can then present to the rest of the world if he's telling people to, you know, deliberately crash so I can win. I mean, what other world champion would have a teammate that sticks a car in a wall to bring a safety car out? But he didn't know anything about he it. He didn't know anything about it. That's... He didn't have a bloody clue what was going on, did Paul? I, I, you know me, Paul, I won't stand for a conspiracy theory. That, that is true, or so the internet leads me to believe. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you which website that's on. The other main news story of the week and it's possibly the most bizarre thing that any of us have seen around Formula 1 um, since the Andrea Moda team it's which you will possibly, find all the details of in um, Perry McCarthy's book Flat it's Out possibly Road. more bizarre than that this whole rich energy situation it is crazy. Post Austria Grand Prix, Rich Energy tweeted that they were terminated their deal with Haas because their performance was terrible. They expected to be fighting with Red Bull, uh, so, so expected to be ahead of Red Bull. Yeah. And instead, the cars are finishing behind the Williams. And because of which the, is and because of the PC attitude in Formula One at the minute. Yeah. That was also that was also in that. Tweet. It was something mentioned along those lines. Now. Oh, it was politics, wasn't it? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Haas 
made a statement from team principal Gunter Steiner to say that uh, I cannot comment on the commercial confidentiality between the partnership between Rich Energy and Haas, but they are still our partners. It's like, right, okay, so what's going on here? Then news emerged that the investors behind Rich Energy may not have known about this tweet and were then scrabbling together to try and save the deal. Mm. Yeah. And then the British Grand Prix weekend happens and has continued to run rich energy on their cars. Now, okay, they had a disastrous race um, following what happened on lap one. Um, but then the rich energy tweet. I mean, on, on, of... on Friday... Has had rich energy on the cars, but Grosjean didn't have a front wing on his for his first lap. No, no, he didn't. This is this is true. He left his rich energy in the pit lane. Um, but um, yeah, the energy company tweeted that they were. Uh, it was a great start, boys. Um, basically, poker fun at Haas and with, with with a liveried milk float driven by a very poorly photoshopped CEO of of rich energy. I'm not gonna be fair. I'm gonna be fair here. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, I was highly, highly amused. Had what not transpired the week before, might have been quite funny. No, no, no. I think I think that made it funnier. <laughs> but um, I don't know what's going on. But I have a feeling that this is making. This is all to do with Rich Energy trying to get more. It's got, it's, got people, it's got people talking about them. So yeah. I want to just say, let's just stop talking about them. Now Force Unless... India is stable, though. The Pirate was there this weekend. Do you was... see the Pirate walking was around? He there? Yeah. Uh, it must be one of the countries he won't get arrested in. No, uh... it's the country he won't get arrested in. <laughs> well, no, he had to surrender his passport. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's why he only ever came at the British Grand Prix. Ah. So if he's the Pirate, that did he use this one before? That makes him VJ Malyar. Yeah, probably, but it's a good <laughs> keep it keep it in the pocket. I'm sure you. Can He's not allowed to be anywhere near Racing Point now, legally. No, but he can still go to a Grand Prix. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Makes you sound like he touched them inappropriately. Yeah, legally, I don't think he's allowed to be anywhere near them or any of their employees. Mm. Even though you know he's a previous owner of a previous incarnation of the team. But anyway, um, so yeah, stop talking about rich energy, and they stop getting the oxygen of publicity. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's worth talking about because we don't know where it's going to go. Is there going to be a race where all of a sudden it's not on the car? But there, there are other Absolutely. arguments which we won't get involved in. But I think the thing to remember and what people people need to realise is that this isn't a um, Force India situation because Hass ha is he a billionaire, I believe. And the Hass the Hass company, yeah, uh, Hass Hass Automation, yeah, or Hass and Hass Automotive, yeah, are a massive, massive yeah, no, company. no, but I think Mr. Hass himself uh, Mr. is Hass a billionaire, has a large amount of money, yeah, yeah, he's not allowed to pump money into his own team, though, otherwise everybody, no, no, but he, yeah, like he, he has been, he's been keeping them afloat, but yeah, I mean, he could totally yeah. be like, oh, I've just signed a sponsorship deal, and I'm the benefactor, do you know what I mean? But, it's, it's an easy way around it, but the thing is. A, well, I mean, they have self-sponsored themselves, haven't they, for the last few years? For the first, yeah. for the first two seasons, yeah. their title sponsor was Haas. But yeah. what all I'm saying is, is that if they lose thirty-five million dollars, whoever it was that we believe that the sponsorship is, that team's not going anywhere. The team's fine. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 And uh, Haas look look okay out of this, and it's the other guys who look like proper idiots. I wonder if they want a new title sponsor that's still an energy drink. There is one that they could do which would fulfil Gunter Steiner's yeah. prediction at the start of Drive to Survive last year. They could get Rockstar branding on the car, and they would look like Rockstars and not wankers. Yep. I'm, I'm more than convinced, though, that your Hass are more interested in what the fuck is going on with their car than they are about what's going on with their livery. I think it's a split of what the fuck's going on with the car and what the fuck's going on with the drivers. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. <laughs> but uh, let, let's, let's not talk any more about that because it's worth, as I say, it's worth talking about this mm. once, but let's not give give them too much yeah I, I think I think we are pretty pretty much done with them now well, well not talk about those but while, while we're still mentioning energy drinks I still find it uh, like crazy that Monster haven't got a bigger sponsorship deal with Mercedes I know they're in, in, uh, involved in a Jesus small Christ the, uh, the, you'll be, be mixing that out um, I uh, I know they've got a uh, big sponsorship with Hamilton. You know, like Hamilton's sponsored by Monster, isn't he? But given the fact that Mercedes keep beating Red Bull, yeah, I'd have thought the Red Bull Mercedes Benz, uh, sorry, the, the Monster Mercedes Benz would have been a good thing for them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're still a uh, Although with the amount of money that um, Patronus sponsored oh, Mercedes for, and that's rumored to be around about 100 million a year, oh, Monster yeah. may not have that kind of but money. But even, even if Patronus is still the title sponsor, you'd still think a... A bigger presence. A bigger presence. They've already got a green colour on the car, you know, with the Patronus thing, mm. so it could all work in quite nicely, livery-wise. Yeah. Even just a rear wing. It's just like the rear wing being monster or something, but yeah. How much Patron is paying for it though? Because that's that's what it's it says big on. money, big. It's what it says on the back. I'm sure they're skipping free petrol. <laughs> I think it might be time to uh, shunt it. We had a, we had a tweet this week saying, "Please bring the guitar theme back." Chris, can we record a total shunt theme tune at some point? Uh, we can just drop it in. Yeah, probably. I like that non-committal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might be non-committal, but we're not sure. <laughs> right, can I ask you a couple of questions before we do this shortly? Yes. These couple of questions are: Is it Lightning McQueen and is it Guido van der Gaard? Absolutely not. In I, that case, who sent this week's shunting? <laughs> I, I, I just want to say as well, I can't do the, the, the live theme anymore because of Arthur. Yes. I haven't done it since he, since he was a little baby. Yeah, he's he, he sleeps lighter now. Exactly. So which, which is which is why I'm saying let's let's record one. Pre-record it. Yeah. Pre-record. Not it. fade away. Yeah. Pre-record. Not fade away. <laughs> pre-record. Not fade away. Pre-record. We're going to have to explain this one for anyone either no, no, not in the fine. UK or under the age of 30. Yeah. No, it's fine. Just keep going. Actually, look it up yourselves. That's what e- the internet's there Even for. being 37, I need to have a reasonable memory to remember it. What you want to say is actually re-record, not fade away. So if you Google that, you'll know what it is. Yeah. Right. This is for... And is this the guy's real name? I need to... I, I don't know. If, if it's his real name, fucking tremendous. Uh, Stephen Terror... Wow. Stephen Fabian, you will find. Is it not his real name? It's not his real name. It's a shame. I hope he's a pro wrestler. Maybe that's his working name. So, right. Bit of a, back, bit of a backstory on this one. He actually sent me a message. He killed a man. <laughs> sent, me a, sent me a message just after the race yesterday saying, Lee's got my shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killed a man. That's why they call him Stephen Terror. 
just yeah. to watch him die. <laughs> <laughs> In Reno. <laughs> I was born. Yeah, good start. How many dots after I was born? Three, hopefully. Three and a sentence. <laughs> you were born. Is that In, it? In Yugoslavia. But I did not fly that flag. Mario Andretti. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, possibly, yeah. He was born. Mario Andretti was born in what is now Yugoslavia. No, what, what is no? Oh, what, yeah, is now, what is now Slovenia, but was Yugoslavia yeah. after he was born because it was Italy at the time. Yeah. Was, he, was he like the first Rosberg? <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah. The thing was, he didn't have to change nationalities to change passports. Where he was born just kept changing nationalities. <laughs> Seriously, the city where Mario Andretti was born has been in three different countries in his lifetime. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. I raced with Heinz Harold Frentzen and Pedro Dunez. Okay. So, somebody who has ridden a Sauber, because they were both in Sauber at various points. Jean-Christophe Bouliard. Um, did he ever drive a Sauber? Yeah, Jean-Christophe Bouillon was a Sauber driver. I just remember him pootling around at the back and they always called him Williams Test Driver. Jean-Christophe Jean Stock Cube. <laughs> I've been in 87 Formula One races. Probably not Jean-Christophe Bouillon, he probably only did two or three seasons. 87 races, so that would make that... 64... Probably looking at about sort of six six seasons with a few races missed. Okay. Like guess, please. Um, born in Yugoslavia, but didn't drive as Yugoslavia. Carl Venblinger. He was in Sauber at one point, wasn't Carl he? Carl Venblinger was. He was a Heinz Harold Frensen's teammate at Sauber. Uh, and I don't know where he went after that. Prison, possibly. I don't know. He was he was a sports car driver for Sauber for a while. Mm. Carl Vendlinger is a good guess. Let's go with Carl Vendlinger. Go for Carl Vendlinger for the first one. I have two wins uh, in F one to my name. They came in Italy and France. Vendlinger didn't win a race. Um, Striking now, Jean Lacy. One of his wins was Canada, wasn't it? He didn't have all that many wins. Are we looking at a sponsor here rather than a No, we could possibly we could possibly be. Next one. Next clue. I started my professional racing career in nineteen ninety five, Porsche Super Cup. So somebody very posh who likes getting up close and personal with barriers. <laughs> <laughs> And driving really, really fast cars, but looking ridiculously slow on the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they, are they coming? Are they here yet? <laughs> it's time, time stopped. Time has stopped. They are getting bigger, aren't they? I'm <laughs> <laughs> not. They've hit 88 miles an hour. That's next week. Schrodinger's touring car. If you don't observe it, it doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> do we get another clue before we have to do another guess? I have been in Formula 3000. Uh, it's uh, just the same but it's all underwater that's <laughs> <laughs> very good let's, just wrap, let's wrap this up now oh it's brilliant <laughs> yeah
I've been in Formula 3000. I have been Formula 3000 Italian. Uh, sorry, I've been in the Formula 3000 Italian Championship, whatever the fuck that is. The Formula 3000 British Championship and the Vauxhall Junior Formula. I honestly thought that there was only the International Formula 3000 Championship. I have no idea. I never knew that. I never knew there were uh, there were national ones. I'm going with this though because I I know there's been genuine work put into this because it was sent to two different ones. There was one put in, and then there was a panic message saying, "Don't use that one. Use this one." I also I also know that there was a lot of work put into this because um, again he sent me another message. He's been working on this for about three weeks. Wow. <laughs> what about Giovanni Lavaggi? He only did about two seasons, two or three seasons, and again wins. Oh, and also, yeah, good point, yeah. He sounds like a sleazy holiday rep. I think he probably is. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at the drama that's got wins. They were in, what was it, France and Italy. It, they were. I'm no closer. I mean, I suppose the Italy one that could be was it Italy? Was it San Marino? Uh, yeah, possibly. Um, Do you want another clue before you have to give me a question? What number was that? That was six. So we have to give you an answer on six, don't we? Yeah, I, I'll give you another one. I don't, I don't think it's going to help, but uh, I made my F one debut in nineteen ninety seven. Now I'd like a guess. Hell, fire, right. Who started in 97? Mika Salo. No, he was there. I think he was there in 96. Okay. He, was there, he was there a bit before. Some say he's um, always been there. He's still doing. He's still going around Monaco and hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> um, who made that debut in 1997? Um, Stuart and Lola. Although... Lola also left mm. in 1997. Jan Magnussen. No, because he'd done one race for McLaren, McLaren in before, 95. Yeah, yeah. Before, uh, before he raced for Stewart. Um, and he's very, very Danish anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a team now, yeah? Imagine a team. Giancarlo Fisichella. Ooh. But just quickly, well, you mentioned Lola. Imagine now in this day and age, a team not making it to the grid that was sponsored by Mastercard as yeah. a title sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know that you know that they didn't actually receive any money from Mastercard. It was just one massive affiliate deal. Was it? Yeah. They were Lola were only getting paid based on the number of people that got a Mastercard on the back of them. That was not a sensible move. It no, it be. wasn't. It could and be. they entered F1 a year early because the car was the car was planned to be 98 and Mastercard demanded that they started racing in 97. It could be Jano Trulli. Oh. Jano Trulli or Giancarlo Fisichella. Fisichella was very Italian but may have been one of those born just outside of Italy and then was Italian, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but you could say that about Trulli as well. Jano's name came from some Finnish. Uh, he's done this before, pa- his we? parents' favourite speedway rider or something. something. Like that, yeah. right, you ready for another one? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you going to take one? We do, we do need to give you a guess on this, don't yeah. we? 
Go fizzy on this one, and then Yano Trulli if we need it yeah. later on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go fizzy. I like this one because he's, he's, he's started to get a little bit more adventurous in the way he's writing them, and he's took a bit of a pun in. Uh, I decided to get my feet wet and join the F1 Powerboat World Championship for nine years. Okay. All right. Okay. No, no. no idea. No, no idea who that might be. No. If you drop, if crash, would it be a bit of plop plop fizz? <laughs> um, where are we? Nine. I'm still currently involved in F1 to this day. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I think I think we've been looking for a driver, and it's probably not a driver. It's a something. Uh, I was born in 1986. So yeah, there's no way you would have been racing at nine years old. In so we've had two. I was born. But one was a country, one's a year. Oh, that's true, actually. <laughs> it was two, two, two separate questions, just yeah. similar words. Yeah. There is a spaffer. Which we may need, but yeah, you're right. That's got, that's got to be, it's got to be a thing. You can give you, you can give you guess after the spaffer. This is difficult. I, well, think, I think we'll need to. Um, you can commonly see me at the Monaco Grand Prix. tunnel <laughs> I can give you another spaffer um, hang on a second Zepta oh. always sponsor the tunnel and have been on cars as well and they're a high end cuppery product firm is that what they do they sponsored Damon Hill's Arrows in 1997 very expensive pots and pans I think it was Pedro Diniz that brought that deal in he was he was Hill's teammate yes so he raced with Pedro Diniz and it's a shame it wasn't Panzas <laughs> do you know what we haven't got anything Heinz Harold France they also sponsored Arrows for a bit when Franson was driving for them as well when the, the Orange Arrows were skint team Right. Oh, okay. They're, they're I thought it was a watch manufacturer in Zepta. No, I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm sure it's. Heinz Harold Friends, and it writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> He's got fifty-seven different varieties of joke. <laughs> Should we go for Spa- no Spaffer two? Yeah. Are you Are you wanting another Spaffer? I think. Well, we, I think we need the other Spaffer. Uh, just the, the very name fills Lee's heart with sorrow. Now I'm lost. Is that are, you, are you proof that things on the internet aren't real, including conspiracy theories? No, I'm not. <laughs> what fills his heart with sorrow? And if you're going to say anything, you're going to have to put your microphone down in front of your mouth and not have it three feet above your head. B-A-R. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, guys! Um, I, 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 no, he's clearly been working on it for three weeks. So let's give him his. Three, I'm talking to the microphone, Chris. <laughs> it's in my way. It's, it's meant to be in front of you. Uh, it's in my way. I think we're gonna have to give up on this one. Zepta is the best we've got. Yeah, I, are you Zepta? I am. 
<laughs> Holy hell! Because of hell, because of hell in the uh, hungry. It was, it was the uh, title yeah, sponsor. Title sponsor of the arrows. arrows yeah. yeah, and every that. time I see that advert. I can just think of Jack Villeneuve overtaking on the outside, which would be a legal move today. now. Yes, yeah, yeah. David would have got his yeah. win. Yeah. I am sending. I am sending him a message now. I'm just saying, quality shot. Yeah. Well done, Trevor. Terra. Trevor. Simon. Trevor. Terra. Trevor. Terra. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, right. It is now time for a Formula Lee style jump cut. Because I haven't done the uh, I haven't done the spreadsheet yet. Nope. But I will have done by the time you hear this, because I'll be reading that out in the morning. So And here are the Formula Lee results from the Silverstone race. Uh, it was in an ART Formula 2 car in the dry. And you needed a time of 142.474 to get into the top 20. And these people all did. 20th place was Jimmy Hamling. 19th, not got your name from PlayStation Network yet, but uh, you called Zerozil on there. 18th was Ryan Lauderback. 19th, uh, 17th, sorry, was James Nagel. 16th, Alberto Rolden. 15th, Adam Smith. 14th, Vitcher Camping. 13th, Ollie Vestley. 12th was Joe Marsh. And 11th was Julian McMahon-Hyde. Top 10, 10th place on his debut, Cathal Toomey. 9th was Pete Bull. 8th, Kyle Armstrong. 7th was Matthew Morrison. 6th was Nathan Mazzolo. 5th place goes to Ayrton Antonucci. 4th place, the returning Jeff Sharp. Into the top 3. 3rd place, with a time of 140.681, was Marcel Streak. 2nd place, with a time of 140.609, Alessandro Popolani. And winning yet again this week in a time of 139.936, was Chris Olby. Right, the next race, it's going to be Germany. And um, we're going to go back to the Formula One cars for this one. And let's uh, let's try and get right what Vettel got wrong at the German Grand Prix last year. So we'll have it in a Ferrari. And uh, I'll be generous. We'll do it in the dry as well. You've got until 7 o'clock UK time, 2 o'clock Eastern, on the 29th of July to get your times into us. You know how, but then again, you'll know in a minute because I'm just about to say it. Right. Here endeth the jump cut. Wow, what a result. And the next race is going to be incredible. Yes. Yes. I've decided what it's going to be, yeah. Um, I think that about does does us for tonight. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, if you want to send a total shunt, you can. Tweet me at a total shunt or send me uh, in a private message. Or do the same thing on Insta Snaps. Um, you can also, as I found out today, send as somebody did send a private message to Three Legs Four Wheels on Instagram. Yeah. Because somebody sent the shunting on that, which I've got saved. You can email it to Three Legs Four Wheels at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you want to tweet us individually, at Flood Twenty One at Pablo One Hundred. In general, though, try and send them to me because I do more yeah, of just them. tweeting in general. Yeah. Don't yeah. send me a total shot. There's not much point in that. No. And you can get hold of Dan if any of us can get hold of Dan. At, at Dan, Dan, Dan Coulton and Sean is at Sean Camper. Um, right, we will be back next week. Dan doesn't give his location details away on his Twitter, so there's no point in following him. No, that is true. He's got GPS turned off on everything. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We're looking forward to the German Grand Prix. If it happens. 
No, it's definitely it's definitely happening this year. They said so. Are we going to play a game of what can go wrong for Seb this weekend? Send in your predictions for what Seb <laughs> what Seb's going to get wrong for the German Grand Prix. Send send those to us Facebook direct message or um, doesn't doesn't usually do well in Germany, does he? No, no. not normally. No, send us how you think Seb's going to screw the German Grand Prix up, and we'll read some of the best ones out on the show next yeah. week. Um, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. We will. We will. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Arab ciao.